They may not have seen it all, but they've experienced. Fourth and 26. Stinks it in trash. AI's crossover. Throwing batteries at J.D. Drew. Brad Lidge hugging Carlos Ruiz. The Legion of Doom. And thousands of wins and losses over three decades of fandom. Talking sports with a passion only Philly fans can comprehend. It's the Brotherly Love Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe O'Donnell and John Mita. What is up, SoundCloud.com? What is up? It is the Brotherly Love Podcast on SoundCloud.com and, of course, downloadable on iTunes as well. Joe O'Donnell, John Mita here with you. Johnny Meats, what's shaking, bro? Joseph, what is good in the land of corn? That's what I want to know. The corn country's hopping, bro. The corn country is hopping. It's hopping. How about in the old Delph? What do you got? Ah, uh, the old Delph, man. There's just yeah, Wing Bowl coming up. Wing Bowl, right? Wing Wing Bowl coming up. Who's going to be there? None other than the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! I wish I know. I would have queued up. I would have queued up a soundbite so you wouldn't have had it done. Your uh, own Nature Boy. By uh, the way, yeah. by the way, that. hold on, yeah. hold on. One hit wonder, Julio, Gangsters Paradise. No, he had two Thunder. tracks. He had two tracks. Gangsters Paradise is one. Uh, the other one. I forget the it's other It's the track. one from the You're Dangerous right. Mind soundtrack. And I walk in the valley of the shadow yeah. of death, yeah. but there's another one. He was Wait, that's about. that's Gangster's Paradise? Yeah, that's There's Gangster's one more. Paradise. I'm I'm going to Google search it. I'm going to Google right. it. All right. Um, all right. Google real search. quick, so real quick, speak, been... speaking of right, wrestlers, all right? R.I.P. Yeah. to my man, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Superfly! Rest in peace, Snooker. You know. Yeah, well, you know, he was just recently acquitted, thrown out, like, murder charges of his wife. Yeah, karma's a bitch. Yeah, anyway, craziness, but yeah. All right, you you tell me what else is going on in Philly. I'm going to Google Coolio here. The big news in Philly right now, man, this this city has been taken by storm by the play of of, of the absolute twin towers. Oh, fantastic voyage, dude. Fantastic voyage. Oh, fantastic voyage. Oh, my God. I thought maybe Skilo sung there, that there. song. This is a little fantastic. Anyway. Hopefully there's no ad. Nice, no ad. Yeah. Here we go. A little Coolio, fantastic voyage, right on cue. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Joel Embiid. Yeah, you were saying. Joel Embiid. He's taking Philly by storm, man. Yeah, he is. We're going to talk about that. We ain't got no car. Yes, a little fantastic voice, dude. Yes. You know the greatest Coolio thing was? His hair? So Coolio, Sean, no, Sean and I watched Coolio with a white swap with the guy that was from, uh, what is that terrible band? Sunshine, Jesus. Jeremy McGrath, what was his Oh, name? Uh, Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray, yeah. <laughs> they, wa- they white swapped. Mark McGrath, needless right? Say, yeah, Mark McGrath. Needless to say, Coolio's wife was a uh, lady of the evening stripper. And house mom, and she ended up leaving Coolio, but I'm pretty sure Mark McGrath still his wife. Oh, my God. There anyway. we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I told you he had two Lord. tracks. He told you he had two he, tracks. He did have two tracks. Well, there's two tracks. Two-hit wonder, Coolio will be at Wing Bowl. Um, yeah. This is the Brotherly Love Podcast after an elongated <laughs> 
introduction. Yeah. We're going to wrap up the Eagles' seven and nine season just real quickly because we haven't been on since uh, since the season really came to an end. We haven't. I don't think we. At least I don't feel like we properly put a bowl on until we get closer to the draft. Uh, Joel Embiid and Carson Wentz, and that kind of process for both teams now with their potential superstars of the future. I want to dissect that for a couple minutes. We'll talk about championship weekend in the National Football League. We'll probably touch on Antonio Brown. uh, Facebook Live reporting of the uh, post-game news conference or the post-game locker room celebration of the Steelers. And then Michael Saunders, uh, the newest addition to Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies adding a little pop to their outfield. So some quick notes on that. All right, brother. Uh, Eagles 7-9 season, obviously in the books. The the NFL playoffs well underway. We're getting ready for championship weekend. I just want to get your take kind of on some lasting impressions from the Eagles season. Obviously, we'll get into a lot of the offseason needs down the line. But as as you reflect back now at 7-9, what do you see? Well, I... I see that, you know, we do have a franchise quarterback in the making, I think. So from that standpoint, he's the most important position on the football field. So that is a positive thing. Uh, as far as coaching goes, it's still a big question mark. I don't know how good this coaching staff is. I don't know how good a coach Doug Peterson is. Uh, they just fired Greg Lewis, uh, the wide receiver coach. Scapegoat. I thought that was yeah, scapegoat. I thought it was a good move, though. Yeah, I agree. In the hiring process, I hear, you know, a couple candidates were mentioned were a guy like Andre Reed and Keenan McArdle. Now, Andre Reed is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Why wouldn't you bring that guy in? Because he will demand respect because he got it done for years in the league and he can only make our receiving court better. So they got it. I don't want to get a guy. There's another name they're throwing around, Joe Groh. It's the son of Al Groh. He coached the Chicago Bears wide receiving core. How good have they been? Then he went and worked for the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, okay? Uh, their wide receivers weren't exactly breaking the bank. Or Did this guy coach Alshon Jeffrey, and does Alshon Jeffrey like him? Okay. From that standpoint, that could be the case. I agree. If it's a package deal, then amen, brother. Bring Joe Groh yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But if it's not a package deal, then beat it. Uh, you know, get get me somebody, give me an accomplished wide receiver. You know, Andre Reed and Keenan McCardle. Keenan McCardle has you know the coaching experience. Andre Reed doesn't, but I'll tell you what, I know that guy knows how to play the position. So give me that guy. The other thing we also this is going to be the most critical offseason in Eagles history for the last ten years, I believe. This is it. There's two core positions, you know, that they need to address. They need three new corners, and they need three new wide receivers. And the question is for general manager Allie Rosen, okay, how much power is this guy you know, going to wield to Joe Douglas? Joe Douglas is the guy that they brought in from Baltimore, studied under Ozzie Newsome, uh, also spent some time in Chicago, was instrumental in you know, some of their drafting. Okay, is Howie Roseman going to trust Joe Douglas when it comes down to it? And my God, please, please. There's two wide receivers that are surefire number one players, and that's Mike Williams out of Clemson and Corey Davis out of Western Michigan. For the love of God, the draft is real simple. Whatever one of these two guys is on the board, pull the trigger. Don't give me the corner. This draft, this draft is deep at corner, and there's some great, you know, I know we struck out in the past with, with you know, free agent corners, but my God, you have to surround 
Carson Wentz with some playmakers. That's it. Yeah, Johnny Mead, I couldn't agree with you more. Obviously, uh, wide receiver, you know, we saw it, the proof's in the pudding. Um, I'm going to refer back, as I reflect back on the Eagles season, to a, a few moments. The Lions game with the Ryan Matthews fumble. Had a chance to start 4-0, didn't happen. The first Cowboys game, where you had a lead in the fourth quarter uh, with, you know, eight minutes left or whatever. Doug Peterson completely blew it from a coaching standpoint. And then the Packers game. Look, the Green Bay Packers, there's a good chance they win the Super Bowl. And they were dead when they came to Lincoln Financial Field. I mean, dead minus the, the, the nail in the coffin. And they were the better team. They took it to the Eagles. Aaron Rodgers started a run that he's on that is, you know, pretty darn elite right now, to use that overused football term. And uh, things were never the same for either team. It ended the Eagles season and essentially gave the Packers life and propelled them to now the NFC Championship game in some ways. So those are kind of the three moments or three games that stand out to me from the season. Now, how far off is this team from 11-5? and 11-5 and five gets you a playoff berth every single year. So I think that's kind of how you have to look at this thing. Um, you know, the Eagles beat the Falcons this year. They're playing for the Super Bowl. Uh, well, the NFC Championship championship game for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Eagles beat the, Steel, uh, beat the Steelers this year. Now, granted, both games were at home, but they handled both of those teams, and both are playing this weekend. You need two legitimate upgrades at wide receiver to go with Jordan Matthews and guys like Sproles and Ertz, etc. Kenny Stills, free agent if I'm not mistaken. He would upgrade your wide receiving core immediately. Are there trade options out there? You're talking about the draft. I'm never a big fan of wide receiver in the draft. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson freaking Aguilar. Uh, depth, right? This team needs depth. It's a long season. Injuries, the offensive line needs, needs depth. The linebacking core needs depth. Those have to be addressed. And then starting cornerback through the draft, free agency, whatever it is, absolutely, absolutely has to be uh, a, a priority this offseason. None of these things are news flashes, obviously. Uh, but I think you hit on it right off the start. This is Carson Wentz's team. I think he's got the ability to be a franchise quarterback for a long time. I guess the jury, in the eyes of some, still out because of the late season interceptions and the fact that this team didn't eventually make a playoff run. All right, the big question. Let, yeah, go uh, ahead, John. Uh, hold on. One, one more thing. And lastly, to all the members of the Philadelphia Eagles, okay, just say no to drugs, okay? <laughs> just say no. Lane Johnson, just say no to PEDs, okay? Yeah. Anybody wants to take a supplement in the offseason, please just give it to the training staff and let them send it to the NFL in New York. All right, thank you. Well said. My sir. Uh, That's my service message. With, yeah, public service announcement on the Brotherly Love <laughs> podcast. Uh, whose process are you buying more right now in Philadelphia? Who are you more yeah. sold on as far as the process? Is it the Sixers and their star Joel Embiid? Is it Carson Wentz and the process the Eagles are taking right now? Although, obviously, the Sixers have you know come out and been a bump a, a bunch more honest, I guess, about their process and their rebuilding. Um, where where do you come out on this? Who right now is the bigger star in the city? Whew. Well, I mean, it, it's funny you bring this up, man, and, and Bede is just taking the world by storm here. This guy's playing like every other night. He's not even playing back-to-back. The potential that he shows, he, it, I think we have like a Hall of Fame-type great player. And I know I'm treading lightly. I'm trying to... You know, Why? No my, need. This is what fan. This is what being a fan's yeah, all about, man. But the thing is, you know, when you you just look at the injury history, you know, and I'm knocking on 
That's the history, though. That's history. It's all history. The injury, history. It's in the past, man. Yeah. This guy is bowling. They won again tonight, didn't they? Well, listen, and, you know, trust the process. It was kind of like a Sam Hankey thing, and... You but know, he's tweeting it, and Beats tweeting trust the process. He's got oh, dates he's, with supermodels. This guy's the man. Oh, he's. I mean, he's he's a he's a Twitter king. I mean, he's not afraid to talk. You know, the good thing is he can talk it, but then he backs. Yes. It up. I mean, he's trying to get become a starter of the All Star game. And listen, when Ben Simmons gets on the court, oh with this baby, guy, okay, they got two draft picks coming up, possibly in the top ten. And then they have a ton of free agent money. I mean, this can get turned around very quickly here. If you put like a small forward and then like a prolific shooting guard, like that kid from Kentucky, Malik Monk, on this roster, you have like four bona fide like lottery picks on your team. Think about it, Joe. To get in the playoffs in the East and the NBA, it's kind of a joke. You can be two to four games under 500 and find your way into the eight seed. There's no doubt in my mind, it's certainly possible that the Sixers could be a playoff team next year. This year, I can see them winning 25, 30 games if everything goes right. But you get two players like that, you sprinkle in some nice bench free agent players. You know, everybody kind of gets acclimated. They start to gel as a team. The one thing I love about Embiid is, man, the kid shows great leadership, man. He's cheering for his teammates. He's all about it. It seems like Brett Brown has said that he's a very coachable kid and that all he wants to do is become great. And, man, his footwork his footwork reminds me of Akeem Olajuwon. And the defense. Now, I was criticizing the Sixers early in the year. I thought they played horrendous defense. So now, team defense, they find themselves in the top five in the NBA. So, for right now, the process that Sam Hankey created, if you look up that Sacramento Kings trade, now they have the pick swap, and then we get their 2018 guaranteed first-rounder, you want to talk about robbing somebody's grave? Hankey did it. And people, you know, there's people like Howard Eskin in the city that are crushing them. You know, the Sixers tank for so many years. Listen, this is what it takes in order to become good, okay? If you're drafting between 15 to 25 in the first round every single year, year after year, that's no way to improve your basketball team. Look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. They struck gold. They got Kevin Durant. They got Russell Westbrook and James Harden, and they turned around that franchise. And I think that's what's going to happen here. So the excitement is huge in the city, and Embiid, you got to love it. He's trolling Skip Bayless, cowboy, Mr. Apologist number one. I love it. Got to love Joel Embiid right now. All right, Wentz could be the bigger star, Johnny Mita. He could be, but right now the Sixers, you're right on. They've taken the better process. They they have they have gone the, the route that is probably going to prove the shortest turnaround time of the four Philly sports teams. And it's crazy to say. I know that, you know, we talked, well, maybe it's the Phillies that are closest. Or is it the Sixers? Or the Eagles have a franchise quarterback? Or the Flyers? I mean, we, we kicked this around last year. Like, which team's going to win it next? Who knows? But the Sixers right now are on the path. They committed to a rebuild. They're working towards it. They're going to get better this offseason through the draft. This could be their first summer to spend some money, legitimate money in quite some time. 
The Eagles process still to be determined. Is their head coach good enough? Can their personnel department handle the draft? Those are big question marks in the National Football League. Uh, you look at the Flyers. Ivan Provorov, we talked about him. He could be the centerpiece of a Stanley Cup winning team. He could be. But when was the last time a defenseman you know, is, is really going to steal, steal the pulse of a city? I don't, I don't see Provorov being the top athlete in all of Philadelphia 10 years from now. Mickey Moniak, who knows? He might be a 10-time All-Star. Might hit 300. Might be an, you know, a, a game-saving center fielder. But he doesn't have the power, at least you know, potential power, of a Jim Tomey or a Ryan Howard. So he's never going to captivate the city, I don't think. You look at the athletes that have fueled Philadelphia's passion in our lifetime. You've got Eric Lindros, Allen Iverson, and T.O., right? Those are probably the three biggest stars our city's had. All were either larger-than-life personalities or absolutely dominant or a combination of both. Joel Embiid has the personality. He gets it. He's a good kid by all accounts. Doesn't drink. He's staying out of trouble. He's on social media. That's about it, but it's all fun stuff, it appears. And he's an absolute beast on the court. I mean, I don't watch Sixers games, but I watch their highlights. I, I, I follow them on Instagram and all these sorts of things, and it's just Embiid killing it. And from that standpoint, that's got to make Philadelphia geeked up. And right now, the Sixers are the team that is, you know, you got to trust the process. I truly believe that. I, I really do. Well said, brother. Well said. All right, let's jump to championship weekend in the National Football League. All right? Let's do it. Tire pumping time from yours truly. A little selfie tire <laughs> pumping. I pegged these championship go. games. I know we weren't on the air, but I just I had a feeling Packers, Falcons, Patriots, Steelers. And what do we got? So, with that said, break them down. Who are you taking? Got to go with the Patriots, oh, man. Tom Brady. Um, they had a rough kind of offensive performance last week. I don't really see them making that many mistakes. And... What Antonio Brown did, and I know we're going to get into that, you know, that serves as a big distraction. But Belichick at home with Brady, I know they're Gronkless, but, uh, and that Patriots defense is very underrated. Yeah, but are they good enough? Yeah, I I get that. I'm with you. They're a good defense. They're a good defense. They probably have the second best secondary, I think, in the league next to to Denver. I just want to know how the hell you stop Le'Veon Bell. How do you stop Le'Veon Bell? How do you stop Le'Veon Bell? That is a great question. Do you get, do, right. He just needs to be arrested before Sunday? That's the only way well, anybody slows him down. Well, I mean, the other thing is, you know, here's how you stop him. You just don't let him get on the goddamn football field. That's one way to stop him. <laughs> Time control drive yeah. you know, with the Patriots. You know, they have a three running back system. They have, you know, the pounder and LeGarrette Blunt, and then they have that change up back, Deion Lewis. Who? And then they have James. Yeah. Deion huh, Lewis. That guy? Did you see? Yeah, did you see Emmanuel Acho's yes, Twitter? Yes, I did. Yeah, that was entertaining. Listen, anyway. put it this way. Memo to the National Football League, general managers, coaches, personnel people. Don't ever make a trade with the New England Patriots. If Belichick wants somebody, he knows something. And yeah. guess who's the smartest guy in all the land when it comes to the gridiron? Bill freaking Belichick. He wants to make a yeah. trade, hang up the damn phone. Plain and simple. He won't make a mistake. <laughs> Has he made a mistake? <laughs> Have any of these trades backfired when they're trading Pro Bowl offensive nah. linemen, disgruntled nah. defensive players, taking yeah, chances I mean, on traded, a Kib Ta, uh, Talib or whatever the heck his name was? Listen, you know, traded Jamie Collins. Yeah. He was their, 
you know, star outside, young up and coming outside linebacker. And because they said he wanted to freelance too much because he was in a contract here, they just booted him. And then they then they traded for what's his name, Kyle Van Noy of Detroit. I, mean, I, I know they make ridiculous moves, man. He's a brilliant guy. He's a jerk, but he is a brilliant football mind. So Dion Lewis and Eric Rowe are going to end up with Super Bowl rings. Is that what you're telling me? No, because Aaron Rodgers is going to take <laughs> this thing home. Damn it! All right. Well, uh, real quick, one last thing on Dion Lewis. Double check. One one last thing on Dion Lewis. There, Mister Discount. Double check. Uh, would Deion Lewis have blown up if he was still a member of the Philadelphia Eagles? No. Okay. All right, give me your NFC. No. What do you got in the NFC? NFC, man. You want to talk about a great game? This game was already played earlier this year between these two teams. And the final score was 33-32. to 32. The over-under is uh, for this game is 60 points. And it, it's going to be a shootout. And You're taking the over? Quarterback, it's hard. I just I don't think these defenses are good enough to stop one another. That's the thing. I think it it could I think it could be like a forty five to thirty seven or wow. A, I mean it's going to be high, man. These teams are prolific offenses. They're going to score some points. I mean I'd be shocked. I mean that that over under is extreme, but can Matty Ice get it done? This is the last game, uh, you know, of the Georgia Dome before they enter their new home field next year. So we know that all too well in Philadelphia. We were unable to close down the vet in prime fashion against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joe Jervishes is still running down the sidelines. And it's an interesting storyline. Who do you like? I mean, I just there's nobody hotter than Aaron Rodgers. Right? Yeah, I agree. But the, but the Falcons are playing at a uh, very high level. Yeah. The, the Packers have to tread, tread water, so to speak, down in Hotlanta. You know, that's... Atlanta can score in bunches, but what's amazing about the Packers' defense, as banged up as they've been and as as much maligned as they were throughout stretches of the season, John Mita, when you have an offense and you have a quarterback the way that they're working and clicking right now, it makes your defense just so much better. There's not as much pressure. They don't have to get a stop every single time. They don't have to create a turnover. They don't have to get off the field right away because Aaron Rodgers can chuck up a Hail Mary and change a game. He can make a miraculous play like he did against the Cowgirls last weekend, and just changed the game. And I feel like that just it makes the Packers' defense better by default. The fact that they play with more confidence knowing that Aaron Rodgers right now is playing the best football of anybody else on the planet. No offense, Tom Brady. No offense, you know, Matt Ryan. But, but Aaron Rodgers right now is out of his mind. Um, the Falcons, to me, have the weakest, and I hate to use that term, but they have the weakest quarterback head coach combo of the four remaining teams, or at least the least proven. You know, Matt Ryan's not a slouch, but him and Dan Quinn don't have the, the the resume. Like, I'll take Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers any day over the week, any day of the week over those guys. You know, I said this when the, when the Packers beat the Eagles, if you remember. Like, if it's a game for all the marbles, which it certainly was when Philly and Green Bay played at the link, who would you rather have, Wentz and Poopy Peterson or McCarthy and Rodgers? And I think they proved it again last weekend. They're down to their third string running back, who's a converted wide receiver. They're without basically their entire secondary. And they go into Dallas against a team that won 13 games. And they really never, outside of the first drive by Dallas, they didn't trail. And 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 for the most part, they controlled the football game. It's unbelievable what they're doing right now. So 
Yes, Atlanta's going to score some points, but I really just think that right now, unless the magic all of a sudden runs out, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are playing for the Super Bowl. In the AFC, can the Steelers force turnovers? That's the biggest question. Because if they don't force some turnovers, I believe Roethlisberger's 0-6 in his career in New England against Brady. I think home field advantage is enough there to sway that table. Look, Le'Veon Bell's going to get his... The Steelers' offense is going to put up some points. But the Patriots just keep plugging along. They're not as impressive as they've been in years past. But I think home field in New England is a big deal, and they squeeze out a close one. And I and I think you're right. It's going to be Packers-Patriots. Look what Kansas City's defense kind of was able to do to uh, the Steelers. They were able to hold them to six field goals. You know, Kansas City's offense was so freaking anemic and just was unable to put any type of drive together except for, you know, their first drive of the game where they were able to get a touchdown and kind of look pretty good. You know, Tom Brady's not going to go – he's not going to put up, you know, 15 points in this game, okay? He's going to throw up at least 24 to 27 points. So, yeah. And I think that's – and then I think New England's defense is just as good as Kansas City's defense. Really? And, you know – I do. I do. I think they're very underrated. And and I think, you know, Matt Patricia, New England's defense coordinator, he doesn't get a lot of headlines. No. Kind of, you know, he's probably the best coordinator in the league. Quiet, but, you know, he commands a lot of respect, man. There's a lot of guys that play really hard for him. Yeah. So I think that could be also the X factor. Yeah. I think, I, also, I think he's the best coordinator yeah. in the league. I mean, really. Yeah. Uh, who, who would you take yeah. over him? No, I'm I'm with you. And you look at, you know, to go back to the Green Bay Atlanta game real quick. I mean, look what Green Bay is doing without a running back. That is just major to me. I don't know how. It is a mind-boggling and amazing to me that, listen, Ty Montgomery is kind of like a slot wide receiver. The guy's been playing running back for the Packers for the last, you know, five weeks since Eddie Lacy got injured. Then James Starks got hurt in a car crash and, it's it's with no running game. That's the other thing. The expected with Aaron Rodgers, that the, the plays that he's making, you know, if he's rolling out of the pocket where he's just getting first down. In the first game against Atlanta, he had like seventy rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So that's another factor that that he is bringing to the table, which is just driving defenses crazy right now. Antonio Brown, Facebook Live. Steelers uh, locker yeah. room after the win. You, you Your yeah. thoughts on this? All right. My thoughts are I love Mike Tomlin a lot. I can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers, but when he called the Patriots a bunch of assholes, I, I, I have newfound respect for him. You know, <laughs> this is a situation that never should have been videotaped, okay? Agree. It's like going, yep. to, a, it's like going to a bachelor party, okay, for one of your good friends, okay? The phones stay in the basket. They get left in the car, okay? Nobody discusses what was said in there. It's shared by those guys in the locker room at that moment. Nobody else. And you don't want to give anybody else bulletin board, you know, bulletin board material. I know, you know, sometimes that can be overstated or overrated, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's a big distraction. He embarrassed his head coach. He embarrassed his organization. He's, it, it's just, it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was funny, and don't get me wrong, but I heard about it on the radio. I tried to track down that video through several channels and finally was able to see it. But, 
those are things that should be kept private. And he's going to get a fine from the league. I'm sure his team's going to fine him. But you can't throw your you you can never throw your coach under the bus like that. You know. Now he kind of looks embarrassing because he talked about another organization or or another team and and not a, a positive light. So that's why I think you know we go. It's nice. Let's put it this way with social media. Okay, here's my feeling on it. Okay, it's nice to have that access, okay? I love watching. When a team gets a victory and, you know, they used to show Andy Reid and he'd give a little speech and then give everybody off on Tuesday and the team's all fired up. And, you know, I do appreciate that. I love seeing that. But there are certain things that should be kept in-house. And uh, this was just one of those things, you know, just keep it between the team and the organization. Yeah, it's a great point. It's poor judgment by Antonio Brown. Again, you're right. Yeah, Very cool. Very cool for the fans, Steelers fans. I'm sure we're all geeked up to see that, especially if you were watching it live. You probably, your mind was probably blown, like, well, I can't believe this is going on. But you're right. Uh, your analogy sort of uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, they he should have he known better, especially, you know, when your coach, you know, is cursing essentially and talking down about the next opponent, that's when you just hit end. I don't even know Facebook Live. Can you hit stop? That's when he should have just logged off right there on the spot. But it is what it is. It's over now, and Antonio Brown's, you know, going to have to answer questions should they not come out on top. Same way the Giants, they took that trip to Miami. They don't get it done the next week. Guess what the first question's going to be? Do you think it was a distraction? So, Antonio Brown, you know, take your medicine should that occur. All right, Philly signed Michael Saunders, our final thing here before we get on out of here. Uh, 24 dingers last year in Toronto. Philly's outfield now is going to have Michael Saunders, Odubel Herrera, and Howie Kendrick. Way better than in years past. Uh, any other, Anything else you want to add to this, Johnny Mead, other than a nice one-year, low-risk, high-reward yeah. possibility signing by the Phils, which has kind of been my, uh, Matt Klintak's MO so far? No. I mean, I think this is like a cause and effect move. I think they found out when they were kind of targeting Jose Batista. I think they found out that he wanted to return to Toronto. He was going to sign for big money. So this is a great, affordable deal for the Phillies. And Kendricks and Saunders with Doobie Herrera, you know, upgrade, upgrade. So it's going to be a better lineup for the fighting Phillies. And if you can sprinkle some of the young talent that we have in the farm system, that maybe some of these other guys could earn some jobs, you know, who knows? We're on the right path. And, uh, hey, bring on Mike Trout, man. Find a way. Oh, to get I love Mike it. Trout. That's I all love I'm it. saying. I love it. Um, you know, find a way. Wentz and him are going hunting. He's throwing balls to him at the Cowboys game. And we got to talk real quick about how much we love yes. the Cowboys watching yes. them lose. Yes, the there's joy I take. Better. Ah, there's nothing better. No. Like I, they said in that NHL game, none better. If you better. if you had come over to my place on, on uh, Sunday and you didn't know who I was and you walked in, the only thing that was missing for me was a Packers jersey. I I don't know if I've ever rooted for another team that I have zero rooting interest in or zero passion or allegiances to as hard as I rooted for the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. I mean, literally, I watched it like an Eagles game. I was nervous on third and long for the Packers. I was nervous when the Cowboys were coming back. I was cursing the play call. I, I was all in. Go Pack Go. Everything but the cheese head. And I, to the point where I was kind of questioning myself at times. But then when they lost on a last second 
field goal after that great play by Rodgers to just jam it right up there, you know what, in front of all those fans at Jerry World. I had no more rewarding moment than texting these cockroach Cowboys fans that I know and telling them to take a hike. Take yeah, a hike. And it's just, and here's the thing, okay? You know, clearly we're from Philadelphia. We have total hatred towards the Cowboys, okay? And But, but here's the deal. It's just the way, the obnoxious attitude of their fans. You know, they'll talk, oh, yeah, oh, we're this, we're that, blah, 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 right? But the minute they lose, okay, not once, okay, I, I listen to Philadelphia sports radio stations all week long, okay? After, now, this loss took place on Sunday, okay? I haven't heard one Cowboy fan calling to the Philadelphia radio sports radio stations this week. Haven't heard one. And there's guys that are regulars that call in. And that's what they do. They just crawl under the rock. Like, they can't just take it on the chin, okay? The reason why the Cowboys didn't get it done is because their defense is just not a championship-caliber defense. We've been saying it all year long. But to watch them lose and watch Aaron Rodgers pull it off, and I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in Jerry Jones' press box or his super box with fat Chris Christie and just see their faces. Because there's nothing better than watching the Cowboys lose. How about them Packers? How about them Packers? How about them Packers? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. beat it, Cowboys. Beat it is right. See you next year. All right, brother. Let's boogie on out of here. Good stuff. Get some good takes. Get some good takes. Yeah, they won as many playoff games as the Eagles did this year, by the way. Yeah, they're both (laughs) golfing. Suck it, Dallas. All right, brother. Catch up with you before the Super Bowl. Always good stuff. You got it, brother. Take it easy. SoundCloud.com, iTunes. We are out. Uh, Quick side note. Tough one for the uh, Lord and family. Supporter of the Brotherly Love Podcast. Thoughts and prayers with the Lord and family going through a tough time. EW, my boy. Till next time, it's the BL Podcast. We'll see. Thanks for listening to the Brotherly Love Podcast on SoundCloud.com. 